Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting. Hello, Robin. How are you today? I'm good. How are you today? I am doing good. What is new with you? You know, it's Friday and Friday's that day that I usually try not to see a lot of clients. If I do, it's just a few. It's a day that I kind of spend to reflect. Uh, You know, we sometimes record on Fridays, just kind of doing my stuff and thinking about the week. And, you know, this week has been ups and downs, but I have this great story that my granddaughter she sometimes struggles with a little bit of anxiety and she'll be open, sometimes struggles with confidence. A teacher once said something to her this year and it really helped her because she was kind of struggling, believing that she couldn't do whatever this assignment was. And the teacher really was able to give her a few words of encouragement and kind of change. And at the end of the year, they do this reflection sheet that the child doesn't show the teacher or anyone else in the class, but it's really for them. And it was really nice to see because she came home with this reflection sheet and just saying, you know, one time I didn't believe in myself and my teacher was able to help me to see that I could do it. And that makes a change in kids. Yeah, I I love that story, especially, you know, working with students when they are feeling that lack of confidence, when they do start to believe in themselves, you see how different they approach things and you see how different they even handle situations that are more challenging. So I love that story, Robin. Yeah, I do too. And I think we definitely dedicate a lot of our time in helping families and children to kind of gain that confidence and see them being able to reach you know, whatever potential they have and their desires. You know, as this conversation that we're talking about goes right along with our guest today, his name is Dre Carnegie. And I actually met him through Twitter. (laughs) So social media is not all bad, right? And just has the most positive post. Folks, if you are on Twitter, you've got to check his feed out. You will smile. I promise you, he is that type of person that if you meet out, I'm sure he says, hello, good morning, how are you? With the biggest smile on his face. And even his post just makes you feel good. I just really liked a lot of his messages. And he reached out to me and we talked and started getting connected and he's agreed to join us this morning. So I feel like we're really lucky to have him. He actually was born in Jamaica and we're going to get his journey and his story. So we're really happy. Welcome, Dre. Yes, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday. Honored to be here this morning. Honored to spend time with you all and looking forward to a candid conversation and hopefully uh, some motivational and inspirational stuff as well. So, so glad to be here. Well, yeah. And we're so excited to have you too. You know, I loved reading some of your quotes, particularly people talking about you, right? I know you've had such an impact as a student success coach, you know, kids in the community and families and even your peers. You know, I saw one reference where a student spoke about how you had said you are king. And, and really that your goal has been to make people feel special, to make people believe in themselves. And 
I just love that. You know, what kind of got you into this mindset? Because I, I would love to tap into that and tell us just a little bit about the journey that's led you here. Yeah. So to really be honest, you know, recently from Jamaica, grew up in Canada, Toronto, oldest of 11, single parent household. And if I'm really being honest, um, growing up, Looking back, I can't think of one person, I can't identify one person in my life who I thought really loved and cared about me, you know, and that's hard. You know, I think my mom was doing, tried to do the best she could, Yeah. you know, but ultimately I I can't identify one adult growing up that I thought cared about me. And it, it was funny, I was dating a gal in high school and, you know, typical, her mom would call her and she'd act all annoyed. And secretly in my heart, I wanted someone to reach out to me and say, say hey, Dre, you ready for the day? You ready for that test? You ready for that competition? So um, really, I'm kind of a unicorn in the sense that my upbringing doesn't support kind of what I do now. But I think that's what kind of spurs me on that I'm really just trying to be someone so desperately that I needed when I was a kid. That's awesome. I think you do. You spread that for so many and I, you know, you inspire so many. So that's awesome. I appreciate that. Yes. So tell us about the role of a success coach and what a day would look like for you. Absolutely. You know, I tell folks that are kind of interested in the work that I do is my job is to love kids. You know, I think when we love kids and love people, plant seeds every day. Right. So essentially for me, I travel to all the schools in our district. So you know, it's typically seven to 10 schools a day. It just kind of depends. And really, I'm just doing life with kids. You know, uh, I saw this puzzle once and it was two individuals and this individual was sticking this puzzle piece into this other person to kind of complete them. And I tell people, you know, kids... Each child I work with, every kid I work with gets something different from me. Mm-hmm. A lot of our meetings could be one-on-one. A lot of our meetings are a small group. We always start with a celebration. There's always a game that we play. You know, being an XPE person, I incorporate a lot of games into our lessons. And then, um, yeah, we have a lesson, you know, and that's social-emotional. That could be motivational, inspirational. It could be challenging students in the classroom. That's the thing with my job is that I work very closely with principals and social workers and counselors that we have these tailored lessons to make sure we're meeting the needs of each child that I work with. And it's super fun. You know, when I think about relationships, a lot of the time it's reciprocal. A lot of times, you know, the kids are also firing me as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I mean, it's a twofold. So super, super thankful for the work that I get to do and the spaces I get to occupy. Yeah. You know, I have a motto of I become through my relationships. And I'll be honest, I kind of got that from Michael Gervais. He's a sports psychologist. And I really like that because I think every relationship that I encounter, whatever it may look like, if it's just more of a distant or more of a really close one, it does impact me. And if I allow that and recognize, I think I gain a lot from that. And, you know, as a mentor or as, you know, a role as a counselor, whatever, I always learn a tremendous amount in that relationship. And the hope is that the other individuals gaining that as well. You know, we were talking about your Twitter posts. And one thing I see often this hashtag of uh, life on life investing. Can you tell us a little bit of what that means to you? You know, I like to be intentional with folks. I like to be purposeful. And I think if you're really going to invest in someone those are key in principles. And that's what life and life invests in. It's not this sure code. It's not this superficial, but it's a true, rich, authentic relationship where it's both parties are learning and growing. There's open dialogue. And it's funny, a lot of times I'll throw a kid off. I'll even throw adults in the buildings I work with that, you know, I'll ask them about their families or something they told me about. And they're just kind of shocked that I remember these things. And I tell people, you know, honestly, I really thrive on when I listen to someone, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to care and not to share. 
there's no hidden agenda. I care about you. I want to know about you and the things that are going on in your life, things that are, maybe you want to celebrate or don't. So, you know, when I think about life and life destiny, it's truly, truly, truly being totally loving people without an agenda, listening to care and not to share. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I like that too, listening to care. Because I think so often, even kids will say they feel like, you know, they're being criticized or judged or someone's always trying to give them advice and they feel like they feel inundated. So it is so true. You know, when you do remember something about a child and they're like, how did you remember that? I told you that like two years ago. And, right. you know, they almost light up like, wow, you're paying attention that intently that you remember something about my life, even if it's a detail. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Robin and I have a workbook, Successful Parenting, and we created the workbook based off research, but also really trying to meet families where they're at and, and really aligning based off their values, because that's really what's important, right? Not our agenda or our values, but learning about the families. And so often, I think we all agree that relationships are so important. And there's always going to be that one person that's left an impression on us. Did you have a, a key person or maybe a peer or a child that really inspired you to do some of this work? You know, just kind of go back to, you know, my story. Love my mom, you know, did the best she could as a single parent. But truly, you know, I, I can't think of one person. So I think, honestly, it became that desire within me that just being that person I so desperately needed as a child, you know, that's really what spurs me on. So, I mean, I've had mentors and other guys in my life, but, you know, truly, I think it was something that kind of was birthed organically within me, just being that person for someone else, being that champion, being that come along, you know, your side and touching a grief friend. Yeah, I think just kind of my life experiences kind of shaped me and molded me to be that individual for myself. And then, you know, obviously for others as well. Um, yeah, just truly just trying to love, love people well. And on purpose. I like that. I like that too. Yeah. And I love what you're saying about your mom, because, you know, we truly believe that parents are doing the very best they can, even yeah. if it may not look like it from where you're standing, you're not in their shoes and you do not understand what they face day in and day out. And I think if we can partner with families in that way of understanding they are truly doing the best that they can, I think that's when we start to join and connect and making that difference coming in without judgment. And so I think that's so true. What would you tell our listeners here about making those partnerships and relationships in their community? How can they go about doing that? And why do you think that's essential for families? So, you know, honestly, when I, when I think about that, it's that kind of cliche, it takes a village. For me, I think as families think about their unit and think about their students, think about their children. I think about just locking arms with other folks, you know. It's funny. I think we live in the day and age where you've got Twitter and Snapchat and Facebook. You have all these social media outlets, but there's people are feeling more lonely than before, you know, mm -hmm. because we don't have that face-to-face -face conversation. I think about during COVID, that was difficult. You know, doing life, you know, with our family, our loved ones, students, that was hard over Zoom and, and WebEx. You know, it's just not the same versus sitting down in a physical space with someone. So, you know, I think about it, if you're going to go far in life, you need other people. We, we, we need other people. It could be church folks. It could be your neighborhood folks. It could be teachers, you know, but I think it's so important that us as humans um, have people that are doing life with us. You know, I think in a day and age where there's so much mental health, so many people are struggling and nobody knows. Nobody knows, you know, and we think about suicide and all these things that are, are heartbreaking. 
people are having these silent battles and nobody knows. And that's why it's so important. And I tell even the young men I worked with, our feelings, how you feel is so valued, you know, and you are allowed to feel those feelings. But, you know, you, you got to have people who know what is going on in your life. You just do, you know. So that's why I think it's so important for families and kids to have other people that they're doing life with for those tough moments. And then also for the moments when you want to celebrate. For me personally, I love to see my friends win. I want to see my friends, yes. whether it's a job promotion or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see my friends and people under my care win. I think that's so important that we have people also in our lives that want to see us win. Yes. That's awesome. I think it makes a difference for people when they feel like they have a a rally behind them. Or, you know, we always say we want every student in the school to have at least one champion. And we even have with some schools, there's an exercise where we'll have teachers write, you know, each student's name on a sticky note and put it on the wall. And then the teachers have to go up and put a tally next to each student they have a relationship with. And if there's students that don't have any tallies, you know, we start there. It's so powerful because so many students that we talk to when we say, do you believe you can be successful? at school mm. or at whatever you're doing, they say no. Mm. And, and we talk about if you feel that you can't be successful, what that, what is that going to look like in terms of how you're going to approach things, right? Yeah, absolutely. We reflect in Billie Jean King's All In autobiography. You know, we find a quote that we often hear some some variation today. And if you see it, you can be it. Why is this important for families to think about? And why is it so vital for our youth today? You know, I just spoke to a group of students last week. You know, I travel and speak quite a bit. And I was telling that, you know, we live in a day and age where a lot of the time we're kind of comparing ourselves to other people. We are our own worst critic. (laughs) We beat ourselves down. You know, sometimes these are individuals that have this smile on their face. They've got this positive attitude, but inside they're finding this battle of self-doubt, a comparison game. And that's soul crushing. That will crush you. So I tell people, you know, it's so important that, you know, we understand that each one of us brings different talents and treasures in life. And we need to celebrate that. I really kind of pump the kids I work with that you're a masterpiece. You're a 10. And, and what you do and who you are matters. Especially kids, we got to reshape that thought like, man, like I can do things. I can see myself. I can be successful. You know, and I think for parents too, you know, I think we live in a day and age too. When I think some of us parents, we kind of criticize our parenting. And I tell people, I think, not think, I believe, I know that parents are sending their best kids to school and par- parenting's hard. And I want to encourage all the parents who are listening today that you're doing a great job. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so thankful that your kids and that your family have you. So kudos to all the parents out there. It's not easy, but you're doing a great job. And yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I wasn't sure if that actually answered the question, but hopefully. That was on the spot. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think it's just so important for families and kids to see us. And especially, you know, for you, Dre, I think for some of those young girls and boys to see you, a black gentleman out there with this amazing attitude and, and being so grateful and so happy. And, you know, I know in women's sports, we say it a lot for talking about women in more leadership roles. If I can see you, then I know I can be you. And, just like for families, I think that's what you're really talking about there is that parents, you're doing a good job or you're acknowledged, then you feel like you can do it, right? And I think that is so important. I think you give that to a lot of the uh, kids today here in the Kansas area and beyond. So thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. As you were talking about, it is difficult 
parenting and, and families really struggle in so many different ways. You know, they're facing the fears over the internet. Is my child safe there? You know, addictions and substance use, mental health, all of that. You know, fentanyl is scary. That's some scary stuff out there and families are facing that. You know, I have adult children and it's still scary, but it's a lot different than even when my girls grew up. Thinking about this, what trends do you see today that the families are struggling with and the families that you partner with in this community that you work within? You know, honestly, I think all above what you just mentioned, I think that fentanyl stuff is super scary. I think mental health is a big one. I think trying to balance work-life balance. You talked about the financial piece, you know, all those things that incorporate, you know, doing life or living life. I tell folks, whether it's adults I work with or parents I'm trying to coach up is that having courageous conversation with your kids is so important. You know, having that open dialogue. I think sometimes as you get busy, it's easy to just think maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's the teacher's job or maybe the school's job or maybe it's the friends. But I think it's so important as parents that we have these courageous conversations with our kids about feelings or things they're struggling with or things that maybe that are going on in their lives that, you know, sometimes kids can be so good about hiding. Like I said, I think COVID, we're still kind of seeing the impacts of that. I think definitely, you know, hurt kids, hurt our community. Yeah, just just difficult times. So those trends are trends I've seen. I think we just, kindness, you know, I think we didn't live in a day and age. We, we, we got to be kind. We, you never Absolutely. know what someone is going through. You just don't, you know. And I think when you operate in the, with a lens of kindness, you can never, never go wrong. You just can't. So I like that. I had a good friend that always said, you do not know what's going on behind closed doors mm. and to remember that. And I think it's so true. People walk out and they can put that smile on their face, but you don't truly know what's happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I'm guessing that's probably hard for you, right? As somebody taking care of so many others. I mean, when you have a bad day too, right? Is it, does that become hard for you then too, to kind of keep that smile going? Or do you feel like just knowing that others need you kind of keeps you going? You know, I'm going to be honest, I think a little bit of both, but I think honestly what why I'm really successful when it comes to this kind of stuff with people and touching lives that <laughs> I'm really transparent. You know, I think it's so important that kids see that when we're having hard days and how to cope with that in a healthy way, that it's okay to not always be happy, that it's okay to have tough moments. You know, I think once again, that life and life investment is, I don't want it just to be like just fluff. You know, I want kids to see that you can have challenging days and difficult moments and then how to process that, how to work through that, how to, how to have grit, how to keep moving when maybe you don't want to, you know? And I, it's like when a teacher is seen out in public, you know, sometimes it can be very mind blowing to kids because they're like, <laughs> I thought you lived at school, <laughs> you know? I think I, I tell educators and sometimes they get uncomfortable. I, you need to get real with your kids. You know, you yeah. your kids need to know you're a real person, you know, and that can be transformational and can be super powerful. So, but yeah, I've obviously, when I do have down, it's, I've got people out in the community that I, outside of the, you know, the job that I can lean on and I've got a, a men's group that I go to on Wednesday mornings, you know, cause obviously I think taking care of us, mm -hmm. taking care of you is important because if you can't take care of you or if you're not well, it's going to be hard to serve the people in your circle or those that are, have been placed in your life. So mental health is real. Mental health is real. 100%. 100%. And you've had so many experiences, and I'm guessing you've learned from so many others too. Thinking about all you know that's in your toolbox, what suggestions would you give to our listeners and families? Just some, some things to think about. What advice to help and support the young people in our world? That's a good question. I love that. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest from the parent's perspective. I think, once again, giving yourself some grace, you know, um, parenting is very difficult. 
and working and that work-life balance can be discouraging sometimes. So I want to continue to encourage the parents on this line that you're doing a good job. Give yourself some grace, you know. Secondly, and then not compare your journey to your neighbor or your best friend. I mean, that's the thing about life. I think as adults, we're so... We're so good at comparing ourselves to other people and other, they've got this house and we don't know behind debt, behind closed door, they could be swimming in debt, you know? So I think we just being grateful for the fan we have. And then for the kids out there, for the students, I think once again is just realizing just how much you matter, how much, how important you are, you know, and to find your people, people who make you feel seen and heard are so important. You know, if you've got to switch up who you are, if you've got to kind of go against maybe some of your core beliefs or things you know that are your morals, I think that's a good indication that that's not your crowd. That's not your people. You know, you want to go where you're celebrated and not tolerated. So, and then lastly, you know, I, like I tell people all the time, school is cool. All that's cool. But are you happy? Are you a happy individual? And I think doing things that feed your soul, doing things that make you feel good, because when you feel good, you're going to want to do things. When you don't feel good, you don't want to. And I think a lot of times people don't do enough things that feed their soul, you know? So um, we need to make sure, whether it's exercising, reading, going outside, getting fresh air, all those things are so important, so important. Yes, I agree. And I like how you said just about the self-care and feeding our soul, because I think sometimes I think we have a habit of getting depleted, right? We give and we give and we give, and then we have nothing left at the end. And and you're right. If we don't continue to take care of ourselves and connect to others, then, you know, we're not able to really be there for our families. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. Listeners, there's something that's called compassion fatigue. And it's really not about you're so fatigued of a passion. It's that the caregiver hasn't been able to take care of themselves. And when that happens and they haven't been able, you know, like Dre said, to feed your soul, being able to kind of do that restorative stuff that we need, then we see that compassion start to dwindle. And so that's why absolutely in any of these roles, we really need to be thinking about that and whatever it is that feeds you. How do you incorporate that in your life is hugely important. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we're ready to ask the three questions. Are you ready, Dre? Okay. Three questions. Three questions. Here we go. I didn't get prefaces, so I'm ready. Okay. 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 So you can choose one. Okay. You can can answer two of the questions or you can go for all three. It's up to you. It's your choice, whatever you want to go. Let me read the three questions and then you can decide and tell us. So the first one is, Tell us a funny parenting story. Now, this could be from your own childhood. This can be from you as a parent. I know you have four children, correct? Yes. Okay. And then number two is what TV family or movie would you want to be a part of and why? And number three, what does successful parenting mean to you? So what do you want to do? I think I'm going to answer the second, the, the two, uh, two last, last questions. So Okay family and then what successful parenting looks to me. All right. So honestly, I grew up in a household. I didn't have a dad and you know, my mom went, went to college, but I've always wanted to be, and this might be dating myself. I wanted to be part of the Huxable, the Cosby <laughs> family. I mean, you're talking about black excellence. You're talking about all those things. Uh, I just think it'd be really cool and neat to be part of their family. Being a TV show too. <laughs> uh-huh. I, yeah. And then, you know, I think successful parenting looks like this, you know, knowing that 
you know, you are doing the best you can every day and just celebrating that, you know, life's a journey and we get so caught up with plans and preparation, which isn't a bad thing, but I think just loving the journey of parenthood and life, you know, finding things daily to, to laugh at, finding things daily to, to celebrate and finding things daily that as a family, maybe as a unit, you, you want to do better. But once again, I, you know, I'm big about people and encouraging others. I just want to continue to encourage the parents on this line that the parents are going to listen to this, that I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you. And what you do every day matters. Your family is blessed to have you and your journey is their journey. And I really can't wait to see the continued amazing things that are going to happen in your family, in your household, amongst your kids, spouses, whatever your family dynamic looks like. I'm agreeing that great things are, are in store for you all. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I'll put it in the description, but tell them your Twitter handle. Dre. You can find me at Twitter at Dre Success Coach. Yes. And I, I will promise you folks, you <laughs> will feel good <laughs> when you see this post. <laughs> so thank you. Thanks so much. We appreciate you coming and talking today. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And thanks again for having me. Thank you. Hope you have a great weekend. You as well. Thanks so much. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Take care. Bye, Jackie. Bye. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode, where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.